0: about going home both must feel totally unreal
1: I supposed to be leaving I don't know if that's gonna happen <laughs>
0: Do you want the truth now?
1: Yes! Hello and welcome back to We Bo. A Mike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a, a bow culture, bow cast talking. Bow is afraid.
0: Bo, bow, bow, bow,
1: bow. The new movie from Ari Aster, mm-hmm. a 24 mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix and a That's bunch true. of other people.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm afraid. My name's Ernest.
0: Uh, I'm really scared. Um, my name is Hunter.
1: <laughs> I'm dro.
0: Dro. <laughs> dro. <laughs>
1: um, we saw this movie in an IMAX screening. The big boy, mm-hmm. the full size IMAX, all the way up in there. That is like watching. Like at, I think the difference between watching at in like a normal theater and an IMAX theater is like bigger than the difference between like a normal theater and at home. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a big difference. Yeah. So such I feel like massive screen. I feel like it's hard to. I don't even know like how it would play on like a regular, like that shit is just so loud and huge. I don't know. There's, there's there's shots where you're just like all up in Joaquin's face and you're just like, some shots where
0: you're literally inside of another human being. Uh Um, so yeah, it's because it's, this is
1: a 24. The budget was $35 million. I believe we figured out, Um, which I believe makes it a 24's highest budget movie. Um, date. This is, I mean, much like everything everywhere, you would guess much higher. Um, it this is like a three-hour-long epic type movie, not you know, not epic in, in the sense of like the Green Knight or something, but it's a big boy. It yeah, is. It is yeah. an insane movie, uh, and it is really, really well directed. Um, Ari Aster, he cooked me a little bit with this one. Yeah, man. It's I. I feel like I'm still processing it. We just saw it two days ago. And I'm definitely gonna want to watch it a second time. Uh, I feel like I'll I'll be more okay. Well, I don't know. This movie has some fucked up shit in it, but <laughs> Hereditary and Midsommar, I've been like apprehensive to revisit because of how um of a scaredy cat I am, and like those movies are freaky deaky. This one is like more on the funny side, like rip roaring funny side but it does have some horrifying stuff. I do think I will probably want to rewatch this one uh, because it's not like in a lot of ways as traumatizing, but then again, it is very long, but I'm processing it and I feel like a second viewing will help me process even more. Um, I don't know if this is my favorite Ari Aster movie, but it is certainly his most ambitious. And in a lot of ways, his most um, effective in like what a director can do in terms of scale for his own fucked up ideas. Like he is really digging deep with some of the imagery and some of the concepts and they're done in such a unique and creative way. The story we'll get into, I think, leaves a lot of question marks, but the craft is unbelievable there are things in this movie that i've just never seen before yeah it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a wholly unique experience so even even if you're in the bag for ari for arias even if you're in the bag for like weird fucked up delusional filmmaking there might be some stuff that like you might have some questions about but this is a movie on like anything else. So just on that level, just of going in and seeing something that is fully creative on like anything else, I think it delivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have I have some question marks that we'll get into.
0: That's That's fair. I have been thinking about this movie like pretty much nonstop since watching it. I don't know about you guys, but like I have been racking my brain through like every little thing about this movie. Like I found like a little plot summary online just so I could like think through and be like, Oh yeah. And then that led to this and this and this just to kind of like remind myself of everything that this movie is trying to say really leaving this, the, the screening, there's two movies that I kept thinking about and kind of for different reasons. One of them is, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah, the, um, uh, the the Kaufman film from a couple years ago, which is one of my favorite movies of 2020, um, that has a lot of this kind of manic, uh, unreliable narrator, uh, kind of a movie that you are actively putting the pieces of the puzzle together as you're watching it. Um, dare I say Lynchian, I don't even want to say that, but it has like some of those elements where it's, it's horror, but unlike in something like hereditary, for example, there it's more about the trauma and the feeling that that unsettling nature that it's putting inside of you. I think that Midsommar doesn't have that same kind of traditional horror elements to it that hereditary does. Midsommar also is kind of a movie that's about uh, exploring your relationships with significant others and a movie about gaslighting. And I think that movie is definitely a lot uh, I'll say tighter than this, but really, coming out of Bo is Afraid, and this might be a little bit of an odd comparison, this movie made me feel how I felt while watching Babylon last year, yeah, which is
1: just like, which some people have been he, saying in a negative way. I, I've seen some reviews, <laughs> but
0: here's the thing. This is just like one of those things where i I mean, Bo is Afraid is Ari's third movie. Babylon was Damien's fourth movie. But in a way, they're kind of at a similar point in their career. I know Damien obviously has a best director, Oscar, but they both kind of have carte blanche from the studio that they're associated with at this point. And they're just like, all right, I'm just gonna fucking go for it. I'm not gonna hold anything back. I'm gonna do everything on my mind that I want to do. Yeah, those. And there's something that is so audacious about what this movie is getting across it's such and a swing what it is everything that's trying to express and we'll talk about how the pieces come together because i've actually like i've warmed up especially to the ending of this movie in the last couple of days as i've thought about it more but i i really love this movie and like this movie is going to be it's easily the best movie i've seen this year and to oh, be yeah. honest it's going to be hard pressed to push this out of like my top five top ten of the year
1: By the time it's all over it might be my, yeah, it might very well end up being my favorite over the year. I was a huge fan of this movie. I think there are there are a like valid critiques you could have and b just taste issues you could have with it like beyond like objective critique, like this movie just isn't gonna be everyone's flavor. Mm-hmm. um I feel like sometimes it's actively trying, yeah, exactly. it's not trying to, it's, anyone's flavor yeah. it's. But your, your two comparisons were like super spot on, um, in terms of like a job, Hunter.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So we can probably wrap up the pod. Yeah. Am I not telling you enough that you're doing doing,
1: doing fucking incredible over there? Um, it just, the movie follows dream logic, like those. Yeah. Well, of course the movie is like somewhere between a delusion and a nightmare. Um, not objectively so i'm not spoiling anything i'm just saying the way it feels and the way that it the the way that like scene to scene the plot makes any sense <laughs> is like the way that dreams are constructed in your head yeah. where like y- your your brain is almost sort of making it up as it goes and so like yeah. there isn't a lot of connection from sequence to sequence like every single every single storytelling mode that this movie has that is not traditional like every choice made in the story That you're like well that's not like a normal thing is how dreams work like that's the answer to every question you could have in terms of logic um like things are heightened in a very very particular way because it's a nightmare it everything is like the worst case scenario of absurdist scenes that would affect somebody's psyche
0: down to like seeing an actor or actors shot like being portrayed in one light at the beginning of the film and then seeing them as a completely different character later yep. on in the story and like popping up in these different things where it's like you will see this person in the store like whenever you're in a Publix one day and then you'll just like have a dream and that person will just be like in in the background it, Un- it has that same yeah. kind of yeah unexplainable but energy it just to is. it that it's yeah so good I think I mean so much of where this movie succeeds not only relies on ari but with joaquin uh and i was we'll say
1: segue to joaquin yeah
0: i mean if we're going to talk about joaquin phoenix and i think that it's at least in my mind her and the master are two 10 out of 10 performances two of like the best performances of the 21st century in a movie bo is afraid is close i think that it's it's in the top five of the best performances that he has ever given it's my favorite it's, it's, it's the one that I
1: think more than any, more than any of the other ones I could like, if any other actor is playing this role, it is a different movie entirely. Yeah. And that's also, he gets a lot of creative. Well, yeah. That's confirmed anyway. in like, have you guys listened to the a 24 yeah. podcast yet? Yeah. yeah That podcast for, Anyone, by the way, don't listen to it. They stole our branding. Fucking hacks. I know. Dude. Don't yeah, listen to it. But it's awful. Yeah. Not that this might interest you, but they had this little episode with Ari Aster and Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking to each other. Not You're, not enough talk about jizz. I think they ever that's mentioned fair. jizz. Like yeah. It just one time. It was it was a very interesting pod though because they have like a really fascinating dynamic and it is like a working relationship thing where like Joaquin is he's in an interesting uh, middle ground as an actor between being like a a Jeremy strong type where he's like actively bugging people and being someone who has the trust to know that even if he's being difficult, it like he, he does kind of know what's best a lot of the time for his character, for the shot. Like he has that amount of pull. Um, And so I think he brought so, so much to the movie. Like, I, I don't know. There's no recasting couch for me. He's the the perfect guy for this. Ari is the perfect director for it. the way they work together is really, really interesting. Yeah. I I think that just kind of setting up the, the broad strokes, he plays a man who is suffering from some extreme paranoia, probably some kind of schizophrenia or something like that. And you are squarely in his perspective. Uh, Even though the world is not always presented as like, a hallucination like overtly a hallucination we don't there, yeah. there is a it's, lot that suggests that
0: you are not seeing reality but we we never break from his perspective right. the entire this movie's three hours long which i know that is already going to turn away the masses is that it's a three hour long like black comedy horror film like that's just most people kind of like shrink away from that but the fact that you are so just trapped in this mode and there's degrees to the insanity around you that you're seeing, but at any given point, you cannot trust anything that you are seeing visually presented to you. And you're,
1: you're, you're always questioning it, but at a certain point, the movie just fully pulls you in where you're not, you stop questioning it. Yeah. I think it is a fun game to play in the first third or so where you're just like, Whoa, like, what's real and what's not, you know, is yeah. this actually the world or is he just imagining exactly. it? The, but the eventually world is it's insane. just like, eventually you're just so deep in it that that question starts to really move down the priority list.
0: Exactly. Based and so on what you're seeing. You become like numb to it in the way that he does, in a way that <laughs> yeah. he
1: does just existing through his life. It's just, it has this cool cohesion from world to world because we travel between several different, like vastly different settings, yeah. but they do all take place in the same like insane weird heightened world that s- feels as though it's like a projection of a crazy guy yeah <laughs> um and but like you said off rip that's all we're seeing we're not seeing any other version yeah. um like he could easily which, just be walking around an empty world and he is yeah. just projecting well, his so, insanity yeah. into it and so uh that I think we can talk about the first world without it being designated as like a super spoiler because I want to talk about the world building. Yeah. Of it, the the first uh, th- like slice of his life that we see is <laughs> the the there's an entire town. Set. Well, no, the like first they, the there's first so city, much so much world like city block. Yeah, so so much world is built and it's all fucking insane. Yeah. It's a, it's the way I said it after we saw it was, it feels like he Ari Aster is making fun of the way that Todd Phillips directed the yeah. Joker movie, like the way he treated New York yeah. where it's just like, everything is fucking awful and shitty and scary. Like there there's graffiti on the walls It's all that so just says so like funny yeah <laughs> it, it says like cock it's just the guy with the big butt. that says come yeah like or it's, a guy
0: it, just like jizzing in his mouth and it just says like mm. yeah like, it's
1: like the dumbest world of all time yeah. everyone is an awful moron yeah um all it, of those guys the guy doing
0: the salsa dancing the the fucking guy who's like tattooed from head to toe just the, like chasing yeah. him
1: around the the naked stabber yeah
0: man <laughs>
1: the birthday <laughs> We but don't, there, there are so there are things that like I don't want to give away everything because I know because there are so many fun jokes like visual gags like that. And especially in the first half of the movie yeah. where it is. I did not expect Ari Aster to really have this. well I, That's what I'm saying is this is the biggest world that he's built yeah. by far. Like it's not like an isolated like this is a city set. And whether or not it you know, makes sense to us, it has to follow its own logic. Yeah. Um, and it, it does like every, if you're going to do that, that adds another layer to every level of your production. Like if you are going to build a world that, so now every single set choice matters a little more because it has to make sense in this world. Cause this isn't necessary. It's not, you're not recreating anything. You're, you're deciding what it looks like Mm -hmm. there. Um, that's a whole different ball game. And in my opinion, a lot harder than recreating. And based on that podcast, apparently he had a very tough time doing it. I, I, they don't share the whole story, but there is some, some scars from the production of this movie. It seems like, like not everything went well.
0: This seems like it was a really grueling shoot. They shot this over 13 weeks. That's nuts. Which is Especially for like an A24 movie, I mean, there's 35 million dollars right there, and like, not to mention, I know we've talked about this before, and I don't want to turn this into like a yay A24 is really good, but they just find a way to uh find actors who or directors who know how to stretch a budget to like its actual. It's full maximum capacity when you have something like everything everywhere that was made for twenty five thirty. The Green Knight, which was made for like ten million dollars, which is like one of the most That's stupid, still beautiful movies that you've seen in years. <laughs> like they know how to actually use these budgets to their full abilities, and not to mention, we'll get to it once whenever we start to transition to spoilers. But even going outside of Joaquin, the performances in this in this movie are unfucking believable. Yeah. They are so good. The fact that Ari is able to pull on these incredible theater actors and like them along with Joaquin just doing A plus plus work is it's dynamite. It's absolutely dynamite.
1: Yeah. Um I think just in more broad terms before we jump into more specifics, um I think that this movie has a massive hill to climb in terms of reaching an audience like um i was talking to my sister and she hadn't even heard of this movie until i told her about it today and she loves midsommar a24 does not know how to market this movie because it's <laughs> so fucking weird i would yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't either it's <laughs> it's not in a movie that an Inherently would make yeah. money, uh, but l- like I said, like I I love it so much, and it's not
0: this movie is gonna eat yeah, like I thirty would, mil. I, like. I would
1: understand not liking it, and <laughs> I would understand uh, like most people not liking it. But so, I think that a someone at A twenty four must have looked at this script and said, "We could probably lose a lot of money on this, but let's go for it." Like that, someone must have had that conversation, and the fact that they still let it happen. Mm-hmm is amazing well they you know they're a decently well-run studio they have their own connections in the industry so like they know that names are going to be attached to it like yeah it, it's not just like a free floating script they're like we can we can get joaquin like people want to be in right movies What's, like it's this. probably what you were just saying before that like you know he does hereditary and midsommar and then they're just like all right ari whatever yeah
0: you whatever Whatever you want to do we'll give you. keep it sub 50 but otherwise like whatever you you want yeah Yeah. Yeah. and
1: because yeah the way the roles work especially now when when there's a lot more communication in in hollywood like people put out feelers to be like hey like if you make another movie like my my client like an agent being like yeah my client here uh you know the the theater teacher from ladybird what's his name the guy who plays a the therapist. Uh, yeah yeah steven hey, um he he really fucks man. with uh midsummer and he like Stephen mckinley yeah like hey just just steven throwing McKinley this out there if you end up having something for him he'd love to take it like that's yeah that's a much more common thing in hollywood now and this is the exact type of director that gets that benefit now of people people fuck with him yeah and it affects their choice to be in the well
0: movie. especially i mean think about it it makes sense it makes all the sense in the world for joaquin especially to look at this because if you look at the last two movies with hereditary and with midsummer tony collette and um florence Pugh got like real acclaim like a claim that does not come towards any actor in a horror movie it, yeah. traditionally so it makes sense that joaquin would uh choose to actually go for something like this a little bit outside the box we were talking about this uh whenever we left the screening about how this was likely joaquin's first choice after winning best actor yeah. like his first since come on come on was probably filmed or at least he had picked it and was signed on before, before
1: the oscar yeah before
0: yeah. actually winning an oscar for a joker that this was like his next move was like i'm going to be Bo wasserman and yeah. this uh and this weird ari aster film but also kind of similar to that it's like fascinating that a, when a24 decided to release this a24 this is their first major release after winning best picture for and everything and
1: everywhere yeah it's
0: weird that they chose now because i think if they thought this was going to be a bigger hit they might have put this in like a more traditional horror month like in something like october or something like that well everything ever also
1: came out around this time a year ago
0: maybe they're thinking word of mouth for beau is afraid best picture
1: we we saw (laughs) it at that same we saw it at that same theater a year ago right and so they're hitting a similar timeline a similar slot but this movie could not be more different i mean (laughs) this movie is not going to be a hit i mean there might be some sickos out there that go and like really sing its praises like we'll be out there we'll we'll join the bow hive i got my shirt on yeah but this is not everything everywhere and this is not going to be the kind of movie that like this is not a feel good movie this is a feel through. bad movie yeah this is the feel <laughs> bad movie of the season and so if if you're if you're thinking about seeing it like definitely consider if you saw hereditary and Midsmart, and you like those movies there might be a lot for you here If you're a Joaquin completionist, there's probably a lot here for you. I think that outside of that, this movie is going it's going to take a couple of cycles to find its audience because it it is going to be that kind of movie that like if you're not a Joaquin head if you're not an Ari Aster head, maybe you just like a 24 and you might be curious about what their next movie
0: is. But this isn't like one of the quirky, weird Indies that they put out either. Like this is, it's a lot more challenging than that. And I think that that's something that it's going to turn a lot of people off. But also I think that's, if that does sound like something that's appealing to you, then join the fucking bow hive. I think (laughs) that,
1: I think that the challenge is like, obviously the three hour thing is a, is a huge hurdle, but you have to, you have to look at, um, who is going to be okay with enduring some of the absolutely just deranged shit that this movie does and also be willing to, um, you know, let loose a little bit. Like you can't be going into this movie thinking, ah, yes, art cinema, very serious art film, but you can't also be thinking that it's a farce. Like it, it it, it, has this silliness, it has this wackiness, it's very unwieldy, but it also has like this panic to it, this serious uh, illness of this mentally unstable man. It, it manages to kind of cross those streams where like, kind of going back to your, um, I'm thinking of ending things comparison, that I think that's a movie that also does that, but that's a movie that, I wasn't super hot on. You guys were way higher on that. And I think that it was because when I saw it, first of all, Netflix movie, you see it at home, completely Mm -hmm. different experience Mm -hmm. than seeing this in a theater. But I just, there wasn't enough there for me to like really feel like I was being sucked into it. It was kind of happening in front of me and i wasn't like being immersed in that well movie. i'll mm-hmm. give you i'll give you one potential reason other than the theater experience uh charlie kaufman is not the director that Ari is exactly
0: it, that's it, that's he's just thing. not Damn.
1: this is phenomenally direct it it lo- it's just
0: it looks crazy especially this is a movie that again it goes back to it benefits in the imax because you just want to like pause and just like explore yeah, yeah like frame.
1: shots it's it's the little things that he'll add to shots like i like i'm not surprised that he was overwhelmed making this shit because like so many shots are dynamic when they don't have to be <laughs> so many takes are super fucking long. moving in the yeah, background super long and yeah. require a lot of movement and like i said like like props and set decoration and everything has to be so thought out because we're covering a lot of ground um like there's there's one shot in particular where like It begins impressive and dynamic because it goes for a while, um, and we're getting a lot of camera movement, following a character tracking, and then out of nowhere, um, water sort of almost rains down on the camera, and it's because it as it turns out it was a POV shot of Joaquin's character, and someone like like he's getting water on his head, like facts. (laughs) It's so impressive, Um, and that just that's just one example, but that type of shot happens so many times. But yeah, so I think that. The, the the thing that I was trying to get at is that, like, you end up with this Kaufman comparison that I think is very apt, but I don't think that um, I'm thinking of ending things or Anomalisa or Synecdoche in New York, maybe some of his scripts that were directed by other people feel like a movie in the traditional sense of like going out and like feeling like you were entertained like this movie is entertaining as sick and twisted as it is as fucked <laughs> oh, up as it it's is it's entertaining for oh, the sickos <laughs> this, is, this is this is like a thrill ride it's, in a lot yeah. of ways it is, it's it's yeah it's thrilling and it's also like traditionally stupid funny and like a yeah. in like in like a babylon type sense where it's just like you're getting jokes that are surprisingly really dumb and yeah. in yeah. a funny you're way. getting some
0: like elephant shitting on the camera yeah like, like yeah.
1: dumb humor yeah like i said like the, the way colin sold me on babylon is he was like dude it's awesome it's like stupid like family guy it's so yeah. funny like but <laughs> it's yeah. you know but it's shot like a masterpiece right and that is so appealing you know to, to that contrast um and there's a lot of that in this movie yeah and like, and I th- thoughtfully crafted, like stupid stuff is some of my favorite exactly. uh, filmmaking. And and I think that you know having to balance the the kind of fucked up darkness of this movie with the laugh out loud stuff is if you're able to go into this movie and do that, you're going to have less. Yeah, and I think I think that maybe a lot some people that love Ari Aster maybe slightly taken aback by that i i think hereditary and Mitsumar both have their own fucked up sense of humor mm. like it's not like this came yeah, out of nowhere definitely. but um i think it's front and center in this movie and i think that that's what that's a lot of what makes it work so well is that he is doing something very different he is going for this frankly like really really funny tone and then you start to unfold and you know kind of wild out into the darker stuff um so should we give out any other uh brief spoiler free thoughts or should we kind of start to dig more into the specifics of what happens in *Bo is afraid
0: i i want to get into spoilers (laughs) i want to talk about this movie this movie is awesome i cannot wait to like one last spoiler free thought thing that I have about this is like, this is one of those movies that I can't wait for people to see this, whether they love it or hate it, just because I just want to like hear the takes hear the interpretations, like I'm not like a fan theory type of guy, like going on like fucking YouTube wormholes or something like that. But like, I think this is going to be a movie that's going to just find a specific audience that is going to glom on it, glom onto it and like obsess over it in the way that something like kind of Babylon did. But even just a lot of a lot of great movies like that do where they just find this cult following that people are going to become obsessive about this movie. Oh, yeah.
1: And and there's there's a lot of layers. It, It has a lot of ideas. It's not just, you know, fucked up silly um yeah it's it's intense and and i think that um that audience is out there it's just a matter of like you know how people will uh get this in front of those eyes yeah and yeah how how many people are members of that audience right you know that that are also people who go out and go to movies yeah like but i don't know i don't know how it's gonna do but it's in in some ways it is just like a movie for grown-ups and I always think about that Mark Marin bit where he's like, what happened to movies where everyone used to stumble out of the movie theater confused? Like, what yeah. happened? Did he die? I yeah. don't know. It's not, yeah, it's very intentionally not giving you the yeah the traditional movie like end satisfaction. Yeah, nothing right. there, it, it begs there, for the discussion.
0: There really is no cathartic moment. It wants but, yeah, yeah, it
1: wants you to be confused. And I I don't think that takes away from the the, like the vision like i don't think that means that he's confused i think a lot of people mix the two things up
0: that's yes i think that that's well said because i think of something like um Let's just dog pile on our boy again. uh Something like Darren Aronofsky's Mother. That's yeah. a movie where it's just like, I have all these ideas. And like, you just, it's like a, a baby just like throwing a bunch of crayons on a piece of paper and just being like, this is art. Like, if there's no vision at the center of it, Did you then like it's Mother? just a fucking mess. <laughs> it's just a fucking shithole. Weirdly, I think I respect Mother more after seeing The Whale. Yeah. Um, because The Whale say. is just such doo doo that like somehow I'm like, well, I must have been better than that. Yeah. But, but I, I think this that is far, mother, far from that mother is kind of like the bad version of this. It's yeah. where it's just like you have you have ideas, but no vision. And this movie has a very central vision at its core. It has a lot of themes that I it's going to play even more. I know mm-hmm. on a rewatch, but themes that just run throughout the entire yeah. story that
1: work really well fucked up he's, relationship dude, with he's a mom. genius
0: do you want to real quick uh revisit the uh, the director's draft do you uh that yeah we'll, up? we'll
1: do that li- later okay okay uh, let's, if had let's it. talk about spoilers for um for bo's afraid right now so if you haven't seen it this is your warning come back when you've seen it please go see it okay take the take the time make the journey mm-hmm. Bo's afraid spoilers now okay so i think that maybe the best Place to to start is to really as they, in being born.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say you you said the first world is the the city of New York or whatever city they're in, but it's actually. You just see him coming straight out of the womb. Yeah, and it, yeah. and and it's he can't breathe. They have to like they have little to like baby butts. And it's it, it's visually
1: awesome. The uh, the
0: sound design is
1: fucking awesome. It's scary. It's so cool in that IMAX. The way you you slowly like make sense of what you're looking at, and you're like, is someone about to get born? Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it's so it's cool. Beau. Every movie that starts inside of a human being is great. Mm-hmm. Bo was afraid. uh Uncut gems. <laughs> osmosis jones mm-hmm. there you go three, bangers three. bangers
1: yeah so to introduces to Bo from a pov inside the womb uh is a wild choice and then you go straight to therapist mm-hmm. and it's, well and you get it's also like it's like an origin story like he gets dropped and like he you get the sense that he's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Well, he can't, they have to like revive him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's like dying because he plops out and like hits the wall. (laughs) You know when you think he hit the wall right
0: now, they just...
1: (laughs) It just burst out. (laughs) just splattered onto the ground like yeah we you need... got like
0: four feet on that, <laughs> <which> <laughs> that
1: this ends. is why we need sex ed in our schools <laughs> she she pushed you hard the the doctor had like slippery fingers <laughs> like, whoa. like whoa like
0: juggling the baby around yeah
1: and so- and it turned him
0: uh Oh fuck, (laughs) schizophrenic. Yeah. Honestly. I okay. Real quick, I did I meant to mention this in the spoiler free, but I guess we can talk about now. There's gonna be some bad fucking takes about this movie. Like, I'm already preparing myself now for all the good takes that are gonna come and the good community that's gonna come out of this. I'm like just saying right now, just like stop. I know you like want to like post your little tweet about like how Bo is afraid is problematic and like, just stop it. Just hit delete on the draft, my guy, because this is a movie. Because it depicts a schizophrenic man. I just Because
1: it's anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> it's made by a Jewish guy. It can't be.
0: i just uh i know that there's gonna be some bad takes about this and guess what him being schizophrenic is not what this movie is about um it's a good place to start it's about mommy issues
1: yeah so (laughs) but we're introduced to the mom in that first scene with the therapist The the Mm -hmm. the relationship is established and this entire first chunk of the movie is whether or not he's gonna be able to fly home to see her um, and the way the the paranoia builds up very slowly, very subtly. I mean, obviously so, we're seeing we're seeing weird shit. Yeah, we're seeing this, but crazy, this crazy like psycho world yeah. that he lives in. The, um, the first moment that I knew this movie was going to be special is when he's buying the little trinket, the little token, and you see the person that's going to jump in the reflection of the glass case <laughs> that only lines up perfectly when the guy opens it to grab the trinket and the uh. camera focuses to the glass mm-hmm. that's when i was like oh baby yeah if you're doing that if you're taking the time to do that move <laughs> we are in for some shit yeah. right now <laughs> you know that's just a little way for Aster to be like look i got i got this shit i'm in my bag yeah. right now well fucker. and it's it's almost required because every of how goofy everything is yeah it's happening so it's yeah like the the craft he's putting in is almost to be like no this is for real yeah like just because it's silly doesn't mean that this isn't some yeah, real ass attention well, and that's
0: the first moment where you get some kind of like i mean because there is the craziness of everything that's happening around him but it's the guy jumping off the roof and everybody's just like dude we're trying to get this guy to jump where it's just like something is like kind of like unsettled about yeah. this world these,
1: these people are not quite he doesn't right just like
0: vagrants just on in the, the head straight.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and that whole stretch of just seeing his block essentially, like where he lives. I was just like, I was just eating that up. It was, was so like, sad. Oh my God, give me every little bite of this mm-hmm. thing. Like the the um uh, every person, every sign. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's what i'm saying like he <laughs> had to build a world for this that follows this dumbass logic yeah. of just like everyone being a stupid crazy moron yeah Who's just mad chaos it's it's it is the joker thing but it's also like what fox news tells their viewers that like it's what they news that's news what the news, hood san francisco is. Yeah. yeah the san francisco yeah it's like it's just a direct rip of like <laughs> what tucker carlson is saying every no day. you're right it's like it feels like an idiocracy thing like the shows yeah. on tv the branding of yeah the branding of every item like yeah. it's the all, it's all a on joke. the on the on the advertising on yeah. the billboards. it's all it's all dumbest shit in it but it's all like very well thought out. Yeah. it's so cool
0: the way that advertising is done in this entire movie is incredible down to uh the mw that then you get a payoff later on on what that is uh yeah, it's for initials yeah mona wasser that literally uh is a production slide before the movie actually starts what a choice the mw that's so and cool. then you get like the ads and every ad that you see has an mw yeah. on it it's man uh, so so much production design and well thought out so he
1: calls he calls mom he has to tell her that he can't go because he lost his keys and immediately the relationship is set up of this mom that is just not it's fine it's this super long fucking shot of just joaquin's side of the phone conversation
0: yeah we could fix it there's two of those And this first act of the movie, they're just it's perfect. It's Joaquin just like doing everything that he can.
1: It's some of the best acting I've seen in years. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible. He he's doing something really special in this movie. I I don't know if I'm quick to put this in like my top three Joaquins, maybe top four, maybe top five. I don't know. I'm I'd have to do like a thorough examination. Let's 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 pull up his uh (laughs) his filmography real quick because i do love what he's doing <sighs> i don't know yeah this this is up there it's it's my number one it's the most irreplaceable joaquin second <sighs> place is i think the master the mat I, I, I think i'd still put the master it's over tough this. to imagine someone else doing that but this movie is like it needs him to be so good you know
0: i really are you gonna like put him signs are you gonna make a, a signs or I don't, the village defense i don't love this movie but i love him in inherent vice he is great in that He's movie that really movie that. doesn't similar really vibe work,
1: con- confused but... like high guy yeah no this okay this is yeah <laughs> this is easily in the top three yeah, yeah it, it has to be it has to. be. it's this her and the master yeah like, are just so saleable i maybe we can we don't have to like dive all the way into the the mom relationship but the fact the way they set it up in the beginning you already get enough to go off of you already get a solid foundation for what's to come Mm -hmm. and i think they do an incredible job of like keeping it just grounded enough for you to understand that there is a there is a baseline reality for this movie, for this relationship to exist. It's not full, not so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell that this is a son and his mother. And that's, there is a very clear relationship here. And a lot of people's uh, relationships with their mom will be in some way mirrored in this movie. Obviously it starts to get crazy off the rails and she goes into- you know, a lot more outla- outlandish places. But that, that initial note where it starts of just like the tiny little bit of guilt tripping and manipulation, that's enough to kind of give you an in mm-hmm. to start well, relating to Bo and his experience.
0: And there is a little bit of that empatheticness to it, but <clears throat> it's also right off the bat showing you that like Bo is a scared little boy who has like no autonomy and this entire movie the whole thing is him not knowing what to do and asking like well what should i do next i don't know what you tell me what's right you tell me what i should do and then feeling so immensely guilty for every action that he feels this really is just a movie about like feeling guilt from relationships with your parents I mean, especially it's, the the fucking end of the movie, which I'm still—it's literally about. it's him putting himself on trial, yeah, like for his sins that he committed while well, during so, his life. Which, yeah,
1: so that's established his his relationship with his mom, and it's during a key point in the movie because uh, with the therapist, he you know key plot point he was prescribed a new medication. Mm-hmm. like as he's walking out the door telling him that yeah i'm about to go do something uh, important and he pops he <laughs> pops like, the pill i should i should probably <laughs>
0: give you this real quick <laughs> take it with water though always yeah, always yeah, take so it he with pops water. the pill
1: and then he gets his shit stolen he can't go see his mom and then he's freaking the fuck out spiraling and then he takes more <laughs> he takes
0: a pill he's out of water and the funniest thing is he looks up side effects of taking this medicine yeah, without remembering water remembering john. remembering john <laughs>
1: so that is it's so good there are so many jokes like that in this movie where it's just like the the panic starts to climb and it just hits you with you know it's not but it doesn't diffuse the tension right like you still you're still building the tension mm-hmm. but you get these moments to release and have laughter without sacrificing mm-hmm. the intensity of the moment it's it's kind of masterful like it's what a, yeah doing. it's a crazy
0: balance <laughs> yeah it really is can i real quick just because i uh <laughs> i just saw this quote from Ari Aster that i guess i hadn't seen before where uh, he was describing what the movie was um however, he said it's a nightmare comedy it's a jewish lord of the rings but bo's <laughs> just going to his mom's house <laughs> and then uh the other thing is it's uh <laughs> as it's as if you pumped a 10 year old full of zoloft and then had him get in mm-hmm. your groceries <laughs> <laughs> or adam get your groceries yeah it's so good
1: yeah it's just it's like a panic yeah he, he it has just, to go get water from across the street and that becomes a whole thing it
0: becomes people break in it's like it, this movie has like i i mean it's of course like the the schizophrenia element to it but it has like this like nightmarish like this this drug induced like kind of like i don't want to say like oh, dude, it's fucking trippy, dude. But like, it has like this almost like acid dripped level to it, especially this first act that it's just like every little thing is the most horrifying experience that you've ever had to deal with in your life. You actually like, you look out your window and you're like, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to get stabbed today.
1: So the mom dies or so we think at that point in the movie. Mm -hmm. And then we get that second phone call. Of him talking to the ups guy mm-hmm. which is incredible it's and it's it's the it's exactly what you were just talking about where it, it it's tense you know and it's it's like sad but it's also really funny yeah like Some intentionally really good jokes. yeah, yeah it's, it's like yeah it's written to be funny yeah the the they hang up and then he answers again and he's just like oh, so oh i probably just
0: dialed the wrong number <laughs> He's like, That's well, I have so... it
1: saved on my phone. Oh, you have it saved on your phone? Okay, cool. Try try hanging up and call back. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's it's really good. I think there's a lot of scenes in this movie that are shoe-ins for scene of the year and the Wabamis mm. this year. I think that this, this uh, phone call is Shot of one the of year. them. Yeah, because it's just, you're like right up in his face. You're not cutting. He's given an incredible performance and it's sort of it sets everything in motion where like this is really where the spiral starts mommy's dead and you are about to start just flipping out full full on freak out mode um and the the number of times in this movie where uh he gets knocked out unconscious and we have to reemerge into the
0: story there's got to be like five or Three, six yeah i was gonna say it's it's definitely a few. it's i think there's one in between each act act breaks so yeah would be that, what, feels, four that feels that feels right that feels right so
1: it, it it it's like a dual purpose thing because a it's that's a dream logic thing of like it's a way to get from like really detached world to detached world yeah um you kind of just fade into black and then back yeah which yeah. is exactly God, I'm you know, wins now yeah. yeah it's like when like whenever i'm sick my dreams are really really intense and they have that feel where like they all have the same vibe because the vibe is i'm sick and i don't yeah. feel good but like they're they're super you so know they're not related necessarily how, how do i get in on your dream with nathan lane and amy ryan mm. hey because i want to be in that dream <laughs> that's that's where that's the vibe that i'm trying to be at that was a hey, buddy a hey, buckaroo <laughs> my dude my dude, my dude. <laughs> what do we have to do to get nathan lane an academy award oh my god what has god. to happen this man is a treasure mm-hmm. he is incredible in this movie i was giddy i was having the time of my life watching him on a big old IMAX screen
0: he's so good he's so funny oh talk about just a guy who knows exactly what movie he is in It's just, he is dialing this movie. He comes in at a perfect point because I think that this movie has like five very clear and distinct acts to it. And I think he and Amy Ryan come in at a perfect break where at that point through like the first, 30, 40 minutes of this movie, it's kind of like nonstop. Like it is a little bit like gripping your seat and you like kind of need just a little bit of a release. And Nathan lane and Amy Ryan provide that where they're just like, we're going to take you to like, yeah, we got you, Bo. Our home where we rehabilitate uh other mentally unwell people i tbd uh (laughs) what exactly they do here or if they
1: you know no that guy was just in the same battalion as their son who got killed
0: no but what else who else is nathan lane healing
1: he's a doctor he's a surgeon he's like a house surgeon so that guy the uh jeeves i think his name is Mm -hmm. uh he is the french father in inglorious bastards (laughs) what wait what yeah
0: denis minochet
1: isn't that crazy that's so fucking with with crystal vaults in the opening oh my god yeah in the Uh, very
0: yeah the opening scene of inglorious bastards that's so funny yeah
1: i just saw that 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 is mind-blowing he yeah, he cooks in this. It's it's this really fucked up little like dollhouse that they have. Yeah. Um Parker Posey's there. Oh wait, is no that Parker Posey. No, who is this? Amy name? Ryan.
0: No, that's Amy Ryan's in here. Parker Posey comes in later. Oh wait, no, this this actress's name is Haley Squires. The girl? The daughter. Oh, yeah. she is unbelievable in this. And like, so like evil the yeah. way like the way that she is presented in yeah. this as Night- just like nightmare blunt
1: lo- rotation
0: like truly like just out here just popping every pill imaginable like i want to torture this man who's coming and staying in my home and just wants to do yeah. she's like on dead coke and
1: meth basically just like fully uh and eventually paint <laughs> just gobbling down paint that was fucking nuts <laughs> that was absolutely nuts (laughs) this this whole sequence is also where we first get um a bit of something overarching like an idea that something bigger is going on because amy ryan slips a napkin to him yeah Mm -hmm. like don't incriminate yourself yeah stop incriminating yourself um which it it sort of like you don't know what the payoff is eventually going to be to that um he's paranoid in general obviously but I don't know. There's whenever there's, you see something like that, I from that moment I had a fear that this was gonna be like the black or the white Christmas episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Where everything's just kind of being orchestrated well, around. Yeah, you where think we're we're you're gonna get like up, a Truman show kind of thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Where we're gonna end up in the actual world, quote unquote, in the movie. Right. And this movie doesn't have an actual world. Yeah. Well, it there it is ki- not it kind of does and doesn't. Like the the reveal of the mom at the end. You know, that the fact that she's not dead, that's this movie's version of the real world. But it's also still not because then from there it goes to the courtroom and that's not a real world. That was, I'm still thinking about that. Like I have so many questions about this movie because like there are things that happen that feel like they're out of nowhere. Like they just happen out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And there are other things that feel like they don't lead to anything. Like the fact that, um. Well, I guess you do see Nathan Lane's picture in the wall, in the picture frame at the end. Like mm-hmm. he's like an MW employee, but there's always a there was a lingering thread of that storyline that felt like it never went anywhere. Like you're moving from world to world. You're moving from from all of these different acts. And I did feel like you were leaving behind a lot of things and not continuing them as it went along. You had the 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 thread of Bo and his journey and his life, but some of these kind of auxiliary s- subplots and characters weren't continuing enough for me to feel like the movie was always moving with with momentum. To me, it feels like the movie it really ramps up for the first half, and after um, the Amy Ryan. Nathan Lane stuff once well we get the we get the boat flashback which is incredible but once we start to get into the woods it almost felt like we were entering a different movie um which is good I still like the movie it it, there's no part of the movie that I felt like was lacking anything but I did feel like it started to change a lot like the movie shifted definitely heavily
0: yeah I think well I It becomes something else. You quite literally do enter a different movie because it becomes that's that's moving into this like third act. One other thing for that second act with Amy Ryan. And then you also get a moment that I cannot wait to rewatch this movie for, which is whenever Amy Ryan comes to him and she's just like check channel seventy eight, and then he like looks backwards and like rewinds, sees what (laughs) happens, and then fast forwards, and you literally see the rest of the movie playing (laughs) on the screen.
1: It just like it like super fast. It's like
0: insane now, like that looking through it. That I'm like, oh my god, but that alone I, would be like the premise of another movie by the way yeah, that would yeah. be
1: like an m night movie yeah yeah it's exactly. like that
0: is the twist and then it just ends there but whenever we enter in the the woods world that is kind of meant to tee off a different movie in a way because i think that i think it's a different movie but also a lot of the main themes of the movie kind of start to come into focus a little bit more right. specifically with um the story that's being told oh. that that whole world that is created which by the way is just like i mean shit we it's, talk about production design and that's like that's like a short film in the middle of this movie unbelievably beautiful looking yeah. like i just like jaw dropped it some of like i don't know if it was like almost like rotoscope work like with the the like other humans that are in the world with their faces kind of like yeah. moving I, and I have no idea how. They i have did no it. idea what the animation was that they did worked with the practicality but
1: it's a lot of real there. Joaquin. Yeah. Like they actually shot Joaquin maybe on a green screen and then overlaid this animation over it.
0: But there is definitely some ev- uh, some level of practicality to it that you yeah. can tell just in the way that he's like walking through stuff. There probably is like some green screening, yeah. adding, embellishing stuff. But, but they, they painted some of these sets for sure. The way that that story kind of wraps up where it's as you're being... Told the story. You think that it's a story about Bo's life, down to the point of like uh you like this girl killed herself in front of you and everybody said it was your fault, and eventually even you started to think it was your fault, like the fucking paint thing that we just watched like 45 minutes earlier. (laughs) Like the movie's playing out down to the point whenever the kids are happening there, he's just like, I've never had sex with anybody. He's like, Then how are we exist? And it kind of becomes this whole like i i at least i took this as whenever um we as humans and just as people who take in art always want to like assign ourselves and be like oh my god this is like the story of my life like this song is just like me yeah and this movie is literally me it's, <laughs> I'm both. it's like literally I'm just like kind of eating itself until it's like wait yeah. no what are you talking about and then just like a dream it fucking snaps back to reality yeah. that's just like no
1: that's you're still that's alone here such a good moment that you're is just, a masterful moment because you are that sequence is so long that you it's get so, so yeah. sucked you get, into yeah, it you get hypnotized by it and then when he's like reunited with his sons you're like oh my god finally like he's he's back they're back <laughs> they're happy oh my god it's and so, then it's like wait you've never i guarantee whenever ever?
0: whenever Bo, or whenever Ari brought the four- hour cut to them this was probably one of the first things that they said to cut because they're yeah. like what is this, this? what is it just it all just i don't like, know no.
1: the the language of it just like makes genuinely yeah. perfect what's sense what's that to dream me. logic yeah exactly like yeah. I'm I, I I'm obsessed with movies that are able to nail it because this this like this exact feel makes perfect sense in my head like the way it's it's the ways that it's disconnected are connected because i have i don't know i've experienced not the subject matter of his fucking dreams because i don't have that <laughs> it's insane i don't have that piece going on but like the way it all works together uh makes perfect sense yeah. like yeah like the going in deeper into an animated world out of absolutely nowhere and then coming out of it and then you're back in like you know it's like layer to layer um it's it's so so well well thought out and well done and it also The way that the whole world is informed in this movie is is under one rule, which is that his mom makes things bad for him. Yeah, she that's why it it, like the dream version of that is like she makes the world bad she owns the company that has like effectively ruined the earth. Right. <laughs> like she, you know what she I mean? She owns like
0: big pharma, but yeah. also like yeah. it's also the company a that's like pushing people into halfway houses. Yeah. And like, yeah, like
1: exactly. Like the, the entirety of this world is bad because of her. Like, yeah. you know, the reason that these people are uh, like doing theater in the fucking right. woods. is she Also her name, her name is the logo. In the production it's credits the logo of the movie it's it's, the, it's her fault this movie's her fault it's the town that she lives in yeah Wall Street is named after her yeah and like yeah it's it's like a, a a silly like extended version of it's almost like a kid show right kind of like kind of logic um because it's just like yeah. what's yeah. the biggest baddest version of this what did you guys think of the whole flashback sequence the oh the boat. boat? Yeah, cuz I feel like that informs a lot of this of what you're talking about of where where the root the origins of this yeah perception of mom, you know, kind exactly, of ruling because, everything. Well, because that scene contains more grounded reality than anything else in the whole movie Mm -hmm. like things
0: that's the only memory like uh, actual where we can assume that that is yeah this this for the most part of of him getting born
1: it follows like a very standard normal logic like none of that couldn't theoretically happen in our world and then this all, all of this crew stuff like it's heightened but it is pretty sensible yeah everything that happens it's just we get this little ai boy who looks like joaquin I, I still don't buy it. I do. Armin Nahapitan. Yeah. Sounds, uh,
0: an AI generated uh, sounds human. Fake. Um, yeah.
1: And we have, he's on a cruise with his mom and she is way too close to him in a weird way dynamically. And she is like overbearing and doting on him. And he is frozen uh, in the, like the fear of making a choice on his own. Like that's the base of what this guy becomes, which is like fully mentally ill and schizophrenic. But like, it's rooted. Like it, it's not insane. He meets this girl who's like kind of insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Which everybody knows, you know, you got a crazy first, first love and then it, uh, oh, no, the well, there. I just mean, she's like, um, she's
1: like a heightened character. Yeah, She's so like energetic and nuts. so, but still it's not like she's a demon or something.
0: <laughs> we have mentioned it before a few times. I just want to point out that Wasser, uh, is water in German. Foster, and we've yeah. talked about, uh, how water is all over this movie. Uh, Kind of the birth canal in a way is kind of meant. You hear like the sloshing of water in the very beginning of this. The ending of this movie ends over water. There's the boat scene that happens in the water and everything there. You mentioned the camera shot earlier where water is actually getting splashed onto Joaquin mm-hmm. as he's walking around here. It's. I, I I love that whole sequence of everything that's happening on the cruise ship for, I'm sorry, for I'm everything just, you guys are saying. I'm just it's,
1: staring. I'm comparing photos of young Joaquin to this Armin guy. So. And it's eerie.
0: It's weird. So, How did they find this guy is my question. I know it's like, fucked up. <laughs> he doesn't like have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This person <sighs> just might not exist. So before this, by the way, they, the way that, you know, he's using
1: the poster Uh, really implies he's all over the movie he's in he's in one sequence it's well no it implies that he's
0: Joaquin Phoenix because the other three characters on the poster are
1: just Joaquin Phoenix yeah um but so well so before this crew sequence I'm pretty sure we already have the idea in our heads that he is scared to nut because (laughs) his mom told him that (laughs) this is all the men in his family have died nutting and so he can't nut that who read this script <laughs> which <laughs> did they read it <laughs> something tells me that like yeah. they they allowed this to happen without well, like a lot of so oversight. that that fact informs the fact that this whole cruise ship thing is probably the only quasi romantic experience or encounter he's ever had in his whole life. in his whole life yeah which is why it weighs so heavily on him this girl yeah. in particular um that's another dream thing. People from your childhood just pop up in your dreams and you're like, I haven't thought about that guy in four years. Right. Um, and they're there. Yeah. It, but, it, and it, it makes sense that if you were to then become schizophrenic, you'd be like, yep, she was the one. The one. Because yeah. I, I, I she for her. wrote
0: on the back of a picture of herself, wait for me. Someday I'm going to blast through a bag. <laughs> Fuck up this girl. I... <laughs> Man. Let, well, hold on though. But let's not With get to Mariah that yet.
1: Kerry. So... <laughs> So, yeah, this, this, he has this like very uh, informative childhood experience on the boat. Then we get, at, at what point in the movie is that? Because then we get back into the real world. This, I feel like it goes, so it
0: goes, it's, it's it goes earlier city, than what we were talking about. It goes about. city
1: house, Nathan Lane house.
0: Flashbacks to some of the crew stuff at Nathan Lane's oh,
1: house. Oh, okay. So and we start. And then we to finish up it.
0: with Nathan Lane go to the forest world. There's a second flashback. Yeah, he runs into later the
1: forest and then hits his head. And then we're, we're with the, the theater crew. And then we get the whole theater yeah. show he sequence. Like, yeah. And he has like a little mini love story with this woman who helps him because she's like, a maternal figure to him she, yeah she takes him in and like yeah is, is warm and gives kind.
0: her the the little statue who's supposed to yeah exactly her mommy.
1: and then but then when shit goes down in the woods yeah jeeves coming in jeeves she, yeah Jeeves goes Jeeves he kills gets,
0: maybe his father i don't know but yeah uh, <laughs> i just again, questions
1: <laughs> i've I, I don't know uh but then he gets knocked out again because he gets electrocuted on his ankle and then that i think that's they when hit
0: the incapacitate more. button you know yeah. the button <laughs> you know the incapacitate button that that's we, when we
1: i think that's when we get the bulk <laughs> of the the cruise ship stuff and, and we get the scene the scene with like the scene that's the mom like talking to him in the bed and the light is like mm-hmm. moving that's, around yeah. her head. that's whenever
0: you get the reveal that uh his dad died because he nutted oh yeah. and his granddad and his great granddad they all died yeah. because they they nutted
1: well there's there's some which that, that I think is about that's it.
0: hinted at i mean they first kind of mentioned that like Bo has never done anything whenever uh nathan lane sees him he's just like yo your testicles are like really distended, dude like you gotta you, get you get gotta a peak, pop buddy you get a
1: peek of them when he gets in the tub do there's like the a tin- decent amount little, of schlong
0: in this movie of yeah. schlong and balls yeah. i do wonder how much was but then walking. when
1: you actually see those things in the bed i screamed <laughs> i was like what the fuck that was not those those are i i could hold those with mm-hmm. both my hands with plenty more that's why she's vibing so hard on on his fucking dick yeah. Yeah, just bouncing yeah mm-hmm. ladies love balls i've always <laughs> heard <all> that
0: <laughs> it's i've always heard
1: balls. that <laughs> um, but yeah, now, now that I think about it, I, I don't know if the flashback stuff is like all in one block. It's because, split up in two blocks. Yeah. Because like in that, the, the, the feeder, uh, beautiful, colorful sequence, there are moments, I think at towards the end of that, where you just like the editing just kind of puts you into a flashback. I'm pretty sure I, I'll have to go back and see, but there are, you're not like. Immediately, out of that sequence entirely, uh, until it's the moment at the end with with the boys and they ask him like,
0: "Yeah, where did you?" Well, it lulls you into this like it lulls bomb. you into a false memory where you yeah. are kind of wondering, "Is this a memory or is this a dream yeah. fantasy?" It like, kind it's, of, it's it's that's kind of all over this. It maybe. bleeds both of those together in that bit. But importantly. In this dream world, in a world that like is his fantasy, where he is actually living his best life, he has a a wife, he has kids that he like loves and is pulled back to them. Somebody else is telling his story. He is still not ever actually actively making decisions. On yeah, his and, own. It's, and somebody it's else is writing the story. Voice. Somebody else is writing the story for him. It's a matriarch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he can still never possibly separate from this Mm -hmm.
1: so once he actually gets out of the woods um he hitches a ride to the house right he just he ends up at the house yeah and you know the, the how he just has
0: ended you look like shit come disheveled out of the forest and somebody's like i will drive you to exactly yeah. where you need to go this was my one of my my theories
1: about the fact that there's a, a longer cut is there's something with that guy who, yeah. who picks him up because for them to just be nothing at all is interesting you know what right. i mean
0: i mean it's another dream thing yeah too but, but so
1: yeah so he ends up at his childhood Lynchian. home which looks like an an insane dream version of what his childhood home probably was his mom was like in my mind, if we're viewing this as like a an insane warped version of some reality that we don't ever get to actually see, like his mom probably had some. Yeah, she had some sort of role in power, like an in executive power. Um, I don't think you know she what she is not the CEO of the world's biggest company. She's that, not like the all mother to everything. Yeah, that's the silly crazy version. Um, but the idea that like the childhood home has almost become it's where she still lives and it's also a museum yeah. of her business <laughs> is so nuts that was i that gave me some ideas like i might have to rethink some of my interior design <laughs>
0: Dude, that is my new dream home. Let me tell you right now, with the giant like open like atrium it's, slash it's living so room, cool. the, yeah, the fucking the, setup of the, the spiral, spiral staircase. Oh my god, that shit! Starts, I don't know. And if then it's weirdly, like location scouted or
1: what? But they, I do. Have, they it, found a spot.
0: It that has to be like a place that exists. I know, somewhere. but it's like, just there's no way. That's that like a fucking Frank Lloyd, Lloyd Wright house. No, basically. I I
1: guarantee you, that's a set. I mean, remember the, the thing is it's, it's the pictures it's, of the parasite house. I know oh, it's like half green. It's screen? just, it's so specific that like I, it it, kind it's of, the type of house where it's like, if that house exists, then why haven't a hundred movies shot there
0: already? Well, yeah. It reminds me of the house in ex machina. That's and that house is real, isn't it? i don't know i'm pretty sure at least part of that house Maybe. is real yeah. at least like the big atrium area where they shoot some of that stuff like that exists because that main little spot where they are using is just like unbelievable now like where they go up to the tiny ass attic in this beautiful mansion i'm sure that that's not real Dude, but that attic man that is some yeah. of the most fucked I, up shit wait real quick before <laughs> we get to the attic because i have thoughts on the dick monster um but <laughs> so many uh let's talk about our girl Parker Posey. Um Yeah, so this is
1: the grown up version Elaine. of the yeah, of the girl he met at the um
0: This is at the boat. Well, I can't she, remember. She she rises you, him. Do you see <laughs> So she you see her On a uh, news Broadcast like that uh, he's watching Bo's watching on his laptop early on That's when he first sees
1: Yeah that's like That was the grossest puke It was was like orange
0: and chunky It It was nasty It looked Um, like
1: when Moo takes like a diarrhea Oh no oh
0: no Don't put that on Moo
1: Like
0: that came out of Joaquin's mouth I (laughs) I so Elaine, you see her on the news broadcast and then I can't remember, do you, once they get to the house, does he see like Nathan Lane and them and like other characters from earlier on? He he sees the, Nathan
1: Lane in the, in the picture, in the picture. That's like a bunch of tiny pictures that make up the face of the mom. Yeah. Right. He
0: sees those before Parker Posey shows up yeah. to the house though. Right. Yeah. Cause
1: she kind of, he's down there and she walks in and she's like on the upper side and she has the flowers and she's like i thought it was 8
0: p.m." that's right okay yeah um, so that's that's like whenever you're starting to kind of the world is starting to kind of fold in on itself a little bit that even yeah. like if you look like the scary tattooed guy who you see who's chasing him around in the first part of the movie he's also there as a worker at mw yeah. like yeah. They are which all which is like
1: again if we're talking schizophrenia like, a lot of the time, it's it's the government. You know, everyone is, like, hired by the government to come after me. But his big bad is his fucking mom. So yeah. everyone is hired by his mom to come right. after him. Everyone's in on it. He's even scared that she is. The uh, the scene of them uh, talking outside the house, very, very haunting. Mm-hmm. That That's a scene that on its surface is very simple. It's just two people talking. But the layers of these characters, like, reconnecting. The weird psychosexual like Freudian <laughs> love that he has for his mom and now she's dead and now there's this one woman that is tied to memories of his mom but now she's there and she's older and she yeah. kind of looks a little bit like the mom and he's like he's insane and disgusting but he's like, I waited for you and she's like I wanted you to dude he I <laughs> <he laughs> looks he looks like shit he probably smells so
0: yeah. bad. It is Living I know what he <laughs> smells crazy, IRL. <laughs> yeah. The way He's that gotta. Parker Posey plays this is so interesting. I like it's, keeping because it's, it's like great. She's a great actress. She just like plays it in such a way of just like, like she kind of just plays it like flippantly, like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of drunk. I remember you from my childhood. Yeah, let's go fuck. Like it's like, just, like right it's now. so like, and I think everything in the movie that you see to that point is like so uh, dramatic and kind of like, it's like going to the nth degree of things. And now introducing this character, who's just like, yeah, sure. Like I I remember you. Yeah, no, we, we kissed that one time on the cruise ship when we were teenagers. Let's just go have sex in your mom's bed. Like without any kind of second guessing to it. And just like, wait, I can't, I can't have sex with you until I put on Mariah Carey, like (laughs) things like that is just so, it's such like a fun character to just throw in here. Like as you're like entering the final act of this movie, but
1: but there's still that tinge when she first looks at him, where you kind of do the way she plays is like, you kind of do see that there is a little girl in there somewhere that recognizes a little boy after all these years. Well, there's
0: the connection there, but it's also like, she also plays a little bit like she like feels bad for him. Like it's almost like a sympathy fuck. his,
1: His mom just died. Yeah.
0: So it's just like, ah, I guess we'll fuck
1: until she didn't until this this sex scene was a riot in the theater. I think of (laughs) the entire movie, I think this is the scene that destroyed the most like it had the biggest reaction for the most people, I think. Or at least it felt that
0: Ari Aster knows how to make a sex scene in a movie. So I will say between this and Midsommar, he knows how to fucking do a sex scene in the most unsexy way possible. (laughs) I, I,
1: this movie was a thrill ride. I I felt like I was on a roller coaster half the time, but like once it starts to like really change, I didn't have a, a good feeling of like where we were at in the three hours. I was just like, I, we could, I have no idea if there's like an hour left or like five minutes left. Mm -hmm. I have no clue. And that was such a great feeling going into this, this sequence because the whole time you're thinking he's going to fuck her. He's going to nut and he's going to die. That's going to be the end of the movie. That's true. And then, and then his mom is alive and is also patty lapone <laughs> big reveal well
0: uh not only does he not and he not die he blasts through the bag <laughs> he murders Fuckers blasting through the walls he nuts and there's like still going he's like doesn't realize it until like immediate until like no, a little bit nuts again yeah i did it and then uh you just see uh parker posey's just like frozen corpse. body frozen corpse <laughs> just instant instant
1: kill mm-hmm. from like this the nastiest like built up <laughs> jizz for like
0: 40 years Imagine the stank on that cum coming out of there <laughs> that's like all through puberty cum just sitting in there it's <gasps> oh just it's it's, it's like awful. tadpoles yeah, like it's, maybe that's why she's dying you're like birthing some uh, entire being inside of her that's why so right, fellas you gotta crank it in fact you gotta
1: you he is pro cranking and facts. then and then in, in very dream fashion, <laughs> mom just is there. Yeah. And in the shadow. So this is interesting because this is maybe the only example in the whole movie of him knowing more than we do because he actually knew she was alive because, uh, he recognized like a birthmark on the dead body mm, and yes. Yeah. The headless body. Yeah. And, Could and be, it turns yeah. out that his paranoia the whole time is rightful. Like it it is one big ploy by his fucking mom to get his ass out mm-hmm. there. Um, so for a while, it, I don't know. It's interesting to see him less in the dark than we are. And we're watching him like not, not come after her. I mean, he does end up coming after her, but like he, he takes a little bit of agency in that scene because he's willing to argue with her, which like, he won't even fucking yeah. argue with like when, with like Nathan Lane that much, you know, when right. he's, he's postponing the trip I, over and over. I, yeah. One one. He, quick, he just goes with it.
0: Since you brought up that Nathan Lane scene, one thing that I wanted to touch on, that's so good and then it kind of pays off later on in the movie where nathan just like nathan Lane's like pushing him like oh we can't do it we're gonna have to go tomorrow but like i need you to say that this is your decision yeah. to push till tomorrow well yeah like he like makes him take ownership for this thing yeah.
1: and then later on Great that choice. that becomes another lens that you can watch the movie through is like so much of this is just people entrapping him into doing things that you could say are bad. Yeah. Even though he's, you know, he's being for, like, you know, like he, when, uh, when he has to do drugs with, with the daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think I, I, I think I fucked up the name. I think the daughter is played by Kylie Rogers. And then the actor that I had named before is the one that plays the, the Woods girl. Mm.
0: So oh, yeah, oh, oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Haley um, Uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I, there's there's this energy like i think this is also kind of like the thrill ride point again but i just didn't know where this movie was going and i love when that happens yeah when i just have to stop uh trying to guess the what's the, happening what's going to happen next the misleads are nuts i like, i love like, it when that happens yeah because that's another function of like the the i like he keeps passing out and waking up somewhere else that gives our brains the opportunity to fill in the blank of like, okay, he's gonna wake up in the real world every yeah. single fucking time. Yeah. You're like, okay, it's coming now. Now he's waking up. Yeah, and he <laughs> just
0: never wakes up. But I think that this last act, post the post nut act, like the final act of this movie, <laughs> the clarity act, uh, the, the clarity act. That that that's what need, he need he needs post nut. <laughs> <guilt. laughs> it's perfectly safe. I, I think that like. <laughs> this is going to be the part that challenges audiences the most yeah. It was the part that I ch- challenged us like yeah. watching it like because it's still challenged it's something where like you said you're like it's the movie is giving you it's throwing a different pitch to you that has the entire movie because now you kind of do you're you're led to a point where you're questioning everything that you questioned before you're now like secondhand trying to wonder like maybe there is validity to everything that I'm yeah. seeing here yeah. maybe all of this actually was correct even and then you're questioning the that, mom, that you're seeing there I, is the up, mom even alive up into the point yeah where you're like at first you see her and it's like oh it's just another like vision that he's having yeah. maybe Parker Posey isn't even actually dead maybe there and was you start no to kind of think of that that you're like oh my god now we're like in reality and then you see the dick monster and you're like <laughs> well I guess not the dick monster is like well first
1: it's him first it's like his twin well yeah Mm -hmm. no he
0: it's the the vision that he had of seeing himself in the in the tub with the the braver bow it's a dream uh the fucking Stephen mckinley henderson uh him coming back as the therapist was actually working for mom the entire time which the idea of a therapist playing my recordings in front of like a family Just member that nightmare. is that might be the most scary thing yeah. that ari aster has ever mm-hmm. captured on film yeah you know, it's is the it's, idea it's of a, actually
1: letting somebody hear and that's that. like a classic like paranoid thought <laughs> yeah you know no, that's like oh my god what if, if, anyone what if ever this guy recorded and like they're laughing about I mean, me and, my my thing again is like ari aster like are you okay <laughs> like, like, like there's some shit in this movie where i'm like dude like yeah do you need call your mom some help or something because that that i think to a lot of people is crossing a line like the the therapist is playing the recordings (laughs) to his mom that is which one was your favorite (laughs) like i've seen some crazy ass shit in these in this guy's movies i've seen some fucking depraved imagery. That might be one of the most fucked up things. <laughs> I think, I think it's things. also
0: it's the way that uh that Stephen McKinley Henderson plays it too where he just like smiles.
1: He's so yeah. evil. Yeah, like, he just yeah, like exactly. he doesn't right say energy. anything. Yeah. He's just
0: like smirking. It's he, he's so menacing. I know.
1: And I think we'll get to it later but I think there's there's sort of an answer like my answer, quote unquote, to the movie lies in that performance. But um we can just get to it now or basically at the end of the movie. Well, yeah. so All of this happens and then we get to court, which is, um, it's like a fucking like Foucault nightmare, you know, like a fucking panopticon,
0: like, uh, um, like hunger game style every trial of the masses which real quick how it is shot is so fucking cool where he's out there he's like paddling his little boat out there in the ocean he by and the way everything he, that you see is stars is just people he goes
1: he goes under the rock he paddles yeah. into
0: a giant vagina
1: <laughs> like he goes yeah. into the he goes womb. back
0: into the womb where he originally wow. came out
1: of yeah and he faces it's, the the music for like wronging his mother um it it also it reminded me of the video for Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo by nice. the Bloodhound Gang nice. driving driving the hot dog through the tunnel. Yeah, just very <laughs> just very like clear imagery, and uh, she's there with her attorney <coughs> Richard Kind. Richard Kind, his yeah. attorney is one eight hundred defense I was, on the other side of the. <laughs> which is so funny that's, that's again it's a guy
0: yelling Jesus. you can barely even hear
1: him <laughs> And then he falls.
0: No, somebody pushes him to his death and he falls and like it explodes well, on so a rock so this is
1: where like if anyone were to ho- have not hopped off and like still was like a little bit out this would upset them because this is where we end is in the arguably the most insane and stylized world of any of them um, it's essentially a theater. Yeah. Like we're sitting in a huge IMAX theater. If, yeah. And we're looking at essentially so, a mirror of where we're sitting. And so if you're watching expecting like the thing with movies like this, where it feels dreamy is like, you expect at the very least the end is the closest we're going to get to the real world. It's the exact opposite of that in this movie. Like you do not. it like if, if the end is supposed to have the answer, then the answer is like, yeah, that was all just straight up real. Like, <laughs> it, like the, that's like, the the flat baseline read answer of the movie is like, yeah, it just was all like happening. You know what I mean? Because it ends happening. Yeah. yeah. It ends That's just the It world ends with him movie. getting killed in this insane court by having his uh canoe flipped upside down and drowning. Like that, that is the answer at the end of the movie. Um, and then you watch the crowd slowly filter out of this uh court theater and then As the credits we filter and out. then the credits roll. And there's nothing else. So like you just slowly do that as well. Like the lights come up (laughs) in the theater. It's perfect. I I love so so much.
0: I think one thing that I really like about this movie is that kind of as the movie is going on, it's getting more overt with its metaphors. Like like going back to the dick monster, for example. Like always gotta go back to the dick monster. (laughs) I'm always thinking about the dick monster. Like is the Dick Monster actually Bo's father? As as his mother says, that was your father. No, but like also to to his mom, all that he could his dad just could have been like a deadbeat who impregnated her and just left. So to him, like she might as well just be like a fucking Dick Monster who impregnated yeah. her. It's just, just nothing else. It's just like, like it's, it's
1: the manifestation of his worst fear. His two worst fears are his mom and his cock. Yeah, he's so scared of having any sexual thought or urge because of her. But.
0: I do have a question about uh how our boy Jeeves uh just pops back up again there and then tries it's a to kill dream. the dream. Yeah. He tries to kill the comic back up. They're but also they're like they're in the attic at that
1: point and he's walking outside of the house at attic level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> like he's just on the ground. It's yeah, it's
0: incredible. Yeah, it's it's like I, silliness. But I going back to the very end i think that it's so the very end uh, as i've kind of thought about it more and more just it ties up all of these threads of what ari is trying to get across with this movie which is is his mother like overbearing and uh like stunting him emotionally to the point where he was unable to think for himself like maybe to a point where it it, it made him where he was not able to find agency perhaps but that's also the thing that's doing him in is that he has no autonomy whatsoever for any of his actions that he's done he's let things just kind of happen to him his entire life he's let people take advantage of him
1: yeah he's not the and- driver of the uh- the car and he's
0: just kind of letting things happen to him and then he is feeling guilty for those things and then asking like oh well what what do you think is right what do you think i should do and the whole point of this movie is to like actually take agency for yourself it's like to not let life happen around you it's to actually take some ownership but then again the only time that bo takes agency in this entire movie is probably whenever he's choking his mother at the end of the movie and that's kind of a great moment the final straw that then leads to the yeah it's yeah. Yeah. Of everything
1: see to yeah to me it's like it's that but it's less of like a lesson format and more of just like a character study of like this yeah is, this is just like flat what happens when you have a mom that's overbearing like yeah like which again Ari. you like, yeah you end you up good man you end up scared to make your own choices yeah. for fear of I, them not approving of them you know what i mean i don't know if part of me feels like ari aster wanted to use this movie as a way to work through a lot of problems and i don't know if he succeeded in (laughs) doing that well only like you still
0: think our boy needs therapy i I would
1: like to hear from him to see if like that's true at all i'd like to hear from his mom because i don't know because part of me also thinks like maybe he has a great relationship with his mom and he is just like being a fucking storyteller and this well, like, is something that he thinks is interesting well what i would imagine is that it lies somewhere in the realm of like like those the therapy recordings that are being played to her are not that bad it's something that um like a, a very like normal person someone who is not schizophrenic might say about their overbearing mom yeah it's not like he's not telling the most insane mom stories to this therapist it's just him saying like yeah, she likes stunning my growth by making me scared right. to make choices. And, and like, like that that's where like the base truth probably is for him. And you know, for a lot of people, like it's obviously it's playing on like what sort of a cultural stereotype of Yeah. But you know, the, the things that the mom says are not, you know, movie evil movie villain things. Like some there are some things that i think get to that point but she's also just be like saying like pretty boiler plate manipulative yeah. guilt no exactly shit. They, like, they start that's why it feels it feels more grounded when they're in like the house when she admit you know she comes back to life is because like they're just bi- they're bickering about like awesome. pretty standard stuff yeah. mm-hmm. in in those moments like things things come back Patty down LaPone, to earth. dude like she comes so in fucking good. in the fucking yeah final quarter and just absolutely yeah. she plays this movie she yeah she i mean she's like she's like a, a broadway god i think she's like probably the most famous broadway actress who's working right now and the the movie in general i think it it felt like a, a really cool dynamic of pairing up the most mushmouth mouth guy <laughs> on earth <laughs> against all these people who enunciate you <laughs> sure what should, what should what yeah, well, to happen to my and dude, in that podcast i couldn't understand like half the shit. <laughs> i know and that was the most i've ever understood <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's really nuts yeah um but yeah it's it, that like it's a good balance so i want to talk about it, like at toward the end there when we see stephen mckinley henderson he is not playing the lackey who feels sort of bad he's playing a guy who is flat evil yeah. like almost like comically evil he's yeah. just like giggly Goofy. he's smiling the whole time that so this is this is where like the true truth of the movie comes for me is that is not a guy who would want to help out Bo in the beginning of the movie right and yet when he's talking to him in the beginning of the movie before he goes to see his mom he's like he's sort of cautioning him he's like you shouldn't you know i wouldn't expect this to to go like incredibly that's like a nugget of actual help that a therapist yeah. would give. But he still gives him the drug. Well, yes. And then he gives him a new drug. But that's that's why I think that like in my mind, at least you can draw your own conclusion. But it's pretty cut and dry that this is like a paranoid schizophrenic guy who is seeing a real therapist that is Stephen McKinley Henderson. Um, I think he is going to go see his mom. And then it falls, you know, like something happens. He can't. He takes new drug. Everything beyond that is just like yeah, a full delusion. Maybe maybe he does like panic and go out to the corner store, and then he gets hit (laughs) by the car, and then that's that's yeah, exactly. Well, it's just like you know, because from seeing him go back to his house, that he is insane already. Yeah, like before he takes the new drug, he is a, a fucking nut. Like if that's the world he sees, but um. Yeah, the fact that he then takes a fuckload of the new drug, uh, no water. He gotta have the water. Gotta have yeah. It it, so have this water. is yeah. This is just like a schizophrenic guy with a really overbearing mom, um, who like lives in a shithole apartment and like you know in New York he, he can never really fend for himself, and he's scared of disappointing his mom. Yeah. Like.
0: That's, I'm just scared of leaving the house and general. Yeah, and, think, and then I,
1: everything beyond that, and then you get two and a half hours of like the worst. Delusion. Yeah, the worst nightmare of how that brain type would would synthesize the guilt he's feeling. Yeah.
0: I I do think that, I mean, I think that for sure one element of that is definitely right, which is the way that it's presented in the movie is the uh the the characters that Bo meets along his journey are then the same characters that uh that are that work for bo's mom and in reality i feel like it's the inverse like he saw these people who work for his mom like growing up or whatever being around a factory whatever it is and, and he like hallucinates yeah them. and he just like yeah. that guy like scared me as a kid because of his bone structure i'm gonna imagine <laughs> him as like the guy who's chasing me down the street that i have to <laughs> dead sprint inside every the time i see like birthday the birthday stabber it's like things like that that i feel like those are just kind of like it's it's that's where he's yeah. deriving a lot of yeah things just go concern. like
1: it goes full off rails it, did you guys see the tweet um i think i screenshot i can i can send it to you some guy was like i don't suffer from mental illness and i have a great relationship with my mom so Bo is afraid did not work for me cool cool and people were just clowning him ready the, for the uh, like the i said can't
0: wait for the bad takes I the was, bad takes are going to be a plenty i
1: said uh, i don't have a gabriel gr- growing in the back <laughs> of my head so i so malignant definitely did not work
0: on, not my cup
1: of tea but i feel like there are going to be some really bad faith arguments in that vein you know what are you going to do but i do feel like for what this movie is it does an incredible job of giving you an idea of what it must be like to suffer from that kind of mental illness, and it also like does justice of portraying like what it's like to have a you know kind of manipulative, overbearing parent.
0: See, that's the thing. Like the words "paranoid schizophrenic" are never specifically said never. at any points in this no, movie. No, no, not at they all. They might not even like that. Is just kind of what you would be led to assume that his mental disorder is that he has, but this also could just be dream logic. It could just not be like a, a mental illness in the same way that like we have that exists in our world. Nothing else in this movie is of this world. So why would that necessarily be the same either?
1: Uh, a couple stray comments, uh, Joaquin's facial acting, is absolutely phenomenal. The way he kind of goes beat red when he's just having a full-on freak out moment and just is straining his his yeah, his face. He's a
0: real, he's like a real actor. It is phenomenal. Absolutely I, incredible work. I've been thinking about the the his face whenever he's getting the phone call about his mom. And like it just lingers on from so long yeah. and it's so subtle every little micro expression that he is doing of just like he's working hearing of trauma like i don't know what that day on set was like and how many takes they had to do of it but it's just like what he captures in there which you know uh joaquin has experienced some trauma in his life folks uh so maybe it's deriving a lot on that but i everything in those scenes is unbelievable yeah. it's always the little stuff with joaquin that impresses me the most than like him going more over the top of which course he, he does do, he, he does do, in
1: this movie he goes big
0: yeah but, no he's yeah. able to go big he's able to do the freakouts. but like that's why it was always funny like him winning best actor for something <laughs> like joker because joker is like kind that's of, so crazy that he is like, great
1: he is great i it. know he's, he's awesome he's awesome
0: in that movie but that movie like it kind of doesn't get what makes Joaquin Phoenix right. a special actor, right. <laughs> which is the, the ironic he's, part about it. He's that really
1: world. funny too in this. Like that <laughs> face that he makes at the end when he's running away from the house. <laughs> he's oh my god the weirdest fucking face. It's, it's like that shit scared me <laughs> it's,
0: it's you just see like the whites of yeah. his teeth almost it's horrifying it's so his eyes and his teeth just like glowing it's really good
1: yeah he, it's really he's really incredible good. H- him and ari was just a good yeah. matchup because it's two dudes who are allowed and also want yeah. to take risks with what they're doing like very non-standard choices yeah. coming from both. it's of them. a great fit um a couple uh avengers endgame cheer <laughs> moments for
0: me obviously richard kind mm-hmm. obviously nathan uh, lane like i was worried that we were only gonna get richard kind's voice right. throughout this i'm glad that we saw him at the very uh end. bill the back of bill Hader's head as the ups man mm-hmm. just i when just- he
1: do we have it confirmed that he wasn't the ups man on the phone
0: that was not Bill Hader's yeah, voice. Yeah, because it wasn't. No. I would have. He, he talked for so long. Voice. I would have recognized Bill Hader's voice yeah. in that. That or my guy's getting good with voice work or something like that. Because yeah. I don't. There's no way. Um, and also, uh, little Gandolfini. Oh yeah, yeah, Michael my, Michael Gandolfini. Uh, That's many one of the Saints sons. of Newark fame. Yeah, yeah.
1: I cool. I did a I did a a small
0: ovation Happy for him. For him. Um. Yeah. So yeah any any other cameos did we miss any that it is funny that, um like i i guess not everybody uh who clamored for this movie ahead of time was in the movie like specifically martin scorsese and uh nathan fielder but it is funny that every some of the people like celebrities at the premiere who were like this movie is going to change everything it's a masterpiece Were bill Hader who's in this movie and mariah carey who has a needle drop in this movie always be my baby man always be one of the best needle drops in years it's so good we're gonna have to add a needle drop or bammy just for the always be my baby it
1: will make you jizz and kill someone Mm. um okay real quick before we wrap up uh you did want to shout out the uh the director draft Mm-hmm. which we can we can do a longer segment on this some other time but you we, did Hunter have just wanted to brag you did have ari aster yeah you and just, who else did i have from last year uh damien chazelle yeah that's right that's and jordan peele i
0: just wanted to bring that up yeah okay.
1: nope okay cool you also yeah. had ryan johnson glass onion yeah there you go
0: kugler black panther Wakanda forever okay all right well we can he, he's gonna bounce back uh, he's out of the marvel machine barry now.
1: jenkins uh who did underground railroad which we have yet to see sorry barry
0: We'll uh the Cohen
1: brothers, we got a tragedy of Macbeth
0: there. You got do, uh, do I get that because one Cohen made it? You get
1: half of it. I get I get half i get the the half that uh, wasn't boring. James Mangold.
0: Hey. Indiana Jones. Hey, there we go. Coming. That's coming. All right.
1: Uh Wes Anderson, French dispatch, asteroid city.
0: Asteroid City coming soon. We'll see. And Lulu Wong, who I don't think has done anything. Has not done anything since yeah, the Farewell. That bums me out. It does bum me out. So. um so yeah you get mostly you get just bo. wanted to brag about about damien and ari you get bo on there i get bo
1: uh drew this is what you got Deneva Laneuve
0: June mm-hmm. part
1: two mm-hmm. coming the safties mm-hmm. we know they're nice with the sandman you got, again
0: you had uncut gems because we did before uncut. No, uh, no, oh was, was it was I it post uncut yeah, this
1: remember this was famously the last episode that's right we recorded before and then the pandemic, a pandemic
0: <laughs> happened this this episode set off ripples yeah.
1: Uh, you got Bong, director mm-hmm. Bong. uh nice.
0: He uh, hasn't done anything yet, but... David Fincher, Mank. Dude, you got Mank. Oh, Mank. I, I got man. You
1: got Mank. Lord and Miller, After Party. Nice. Uh, Taika Waititi. All right. Uh, Mexico wins, coming. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite movie of last year, Thor, Love and Thunder. Chris Nolan. Let's go. Oppenheimer. You, you got Oppie. Tenet. I got Oppie uh Garland,
0: Alex Garland, devs, men. Oh brother, men, dude. dude! I talk about a movie that uh Knock, is not, up its own ass. Not going <laughs> to check it out. Don't, don't.
1: <laughs> Noah bombback, White Noise, Barbie coming, mm. Slay. Well, and does he uh, get it's that's writing credit? It's not a it's yeah. Not it's it's a, just a little mm, little mm, tick, little tick. And then Alfonso Cuaron, mm. who who knows when that fucker is going to come back. <laughs> Uh all right, I'll I'll breeze through mine so we can we can end this. Uh Bobby the Eggman.
0: You had a Northman last Northman. year.
1: Northman. Greta Gerwig. Nice. Paul Thomas Anderson. Facts. <sighs> That's a good one. Matt Reeves uh trey edward schultz who we recently discovered is a mutual friend we it's like one degree of separation we
0: gotta we gotta get trey on the pod yeah i want to tell him about how we love waves yeah. we and 12 other people love the movie Waves. yorgos lanthimos <laughs> uh, oh nice coming soon yeah
1: bo burnham edgar wright chris McCory.
0: nice and steven spielberg Mm. Oh, nice! I do one last question for you guys. Bo is afraid, especially after seeing the movie. Is a great title. Yeah. Is it better than Disappointment Boulevard? I was a, I was a hater.
1: I was thinking that that they made a mistake because I really like Disappointment Boulevard. I think this title works very well. I think it's, Bo, I think it's way better in my opinion. Bo is definitely afraid.
0: I, what the fuck is Disappointment Boulevard? I see. I loved.
1: Disappointment that's Boulevard. Like th- if, if this was I a fucking, book, then go ahead. But this yeah. is a movie. It has to be a. It has to say something about what it's about. See, yeah.
0: I I don't know. What, I think what is disappointment? I think is it, it was, in the movie? It, it was a Licorice Pizza kind of situation where, like, yeah, that's a that stupid, stupid movie title. It's a worse <laughs> title than the original Soggy than Soggy Bottom. Soggy Bottom is a better movie title than Licorice Pizza. No, I, I, I do I, like Bo is afraid over I like Disappointment afraid. Boulevard. I, even yeah. though I Disappointment Boulevard this movie it made me afraid. Mm. I, I got I was It definitely made Bo afraid. Yeah.
1: So thank you, Ari Aster, A24, Joaquin, for this great movie. I think Mm -hmm. people are going to be talking about it for a long time. I can't wait to hear other people's thoughts on it, Mm -hmm. other takes, other theories. I think there's a lot to dig into with this one. Um, So yeah, let us know what you thought of our thoughts and uh, follow us and rate us and review us and subscribe to us and like us and comment us and do all those all those things that you need to do to keep up with the show. Visit weBotomic.net, become a donor, join the Discord. Uh, next week, we got a special catch-up with a special guest. Very, uh, very fun, wild episode <laughs> for mm-hmm. you there. Get loosey. Um, it's, it's almost Earth Day. What, what can I say? <laughs> getting loose. And uh, we're on the tail end of Robin with Man of the Year end of the year nice
0: um and what else what else guardians little fast x i tbd on guardians okay <laughs> the last few marvels have leads left something to be desired yeah. so that's yeah not not too we're about much. to get into the good summer movie season though when it's, when is indiana jones that's june right uh i think so that's earlier on the season yeah i'm just trying to see like in
1: terms of more indie fare because i think yeah We'll see, but yeah, tail end of Robin, only four left in Robin, and then on to the next series, which we will unveil soon. Which is TBD. We're planning it. TBA. It's being planned. TBA. Currently under under construction. TVT. All right. (laughs) Thank you. We love you. Bo. Bye. Bye.